pray too much. I'm telling you right now, you can't pray enough. Father, I need you this morning. I need you here and dwelling among your children. That, Father, that they would feel your presence in the house of God today. That it would be an experience like they've never felt before. That they would be moved today outside of their comfort zone to know that time is running out. Tick-tock, tick-tock. Every day is another day that we won't have. I tell people all the time to stay ready to keep from getting ready. So I ask you today in the name of Jesus, if you don't know him as your personal Lord and Savior, to pay attention this morning, to listen to the words that he speaks to your heart. In Jesus' name, amen. Somebody give God a praise. I'm going to tell you guys, it's been a long month. It's been a tiresome month. We had a youth lock-in, and I'm going to say this. I didn't stay all night, but I stayed till about 2 o'clock in the morning. And when you get to a place in your life where you don't party like a rock star anymore and you become an old man married with children, I go to bed with the chickens. Come on, somebody. Anybody with me? I go to bed like... But Miss Vicky had me out here till 2 o'clock in the morning. She had others stay all night. I don't think they got any sleep. But it wore me smooth out. It wore me smooth out to the point where I thought, man, I don't even have anything to preach about tomorrow. Maybe I'll just throw a bed up there and take me a nap. I'm so tired. How many hear me today? Would y'all mind if I just took a nap? Because I am pretty wore out. I know you came to church to hear a message and stuff. But if you'll let me take a power nap. Mary says I'm good with about 10 minutes. Anybody else like that? They can take a 10-minute power nap and they're good. So, so if you'll be real quiet, if you'll be real quiet, I didn't come to church to watch the preacher sleep. Let me say that I'm tired because we do a lot at Caney Creek Cowboy Church. And it gets tiresome sometimes, but I'd rather do it than not do it. How many are with me? I'd rather do it than not do it. So I'm going to take me a nap this morning. I'm going to take me a nap this morning. If y'all just let me sleep, I, I, I'm going to say this. i got to take my boots off. I never sleep with my boots off. But sometimes I come in from working cattle or doing other things, preaching, hospital visits, marrying, burying. They kind of go the same. I get wore out, and i got to take me a nap. So I'm going to ask you to be real quiet while I take me a nap this morning. Shh. Man, I'm tired. can't sleep when you're talking. Lord, I'm tired. Gosh, I can't wait. What was that? What was that? I heard something. Did I hear something? I woke up to the silence. An eerie kind of quiet The voice inside that tells you something's wrong Mary, where you at, Mary? Her Mary. purse was on the table Mary, where you Teddy at? bear was in the cradle Where the kids? Justin Everything Dalton? Everything was here, but they were gone Where's everybody at? Can't find anybody And toys were in the hallway her car was in the driveway. Hey. I was calling her name. Y'all come on out, quit playing. But there was no Where 
Then I walked by the TV, saw a million people like me, panicked cause their loved ones disappeared. What happened? There were a thousand explanations, from terrorists to aliens, reporters said it's worse than we had feared. I don't know what's going on. And right then I knew it said What happened? What hey. on earth was happening? I was left behind and standing in the morning after. Oh my God. They're gone. The rapture. Oh my God. I got left behind. Hey! Maybe I should have read her Bible. Or don't do that revival What did she tell me to do? Or thought a little more about my soul Why is it so late? Why is it too late? But I didn't have no time for Jesus oh, Or see how a cross could free us Or believe there was a heaven oh, no. Like I was oh, told I'm, I'm still here I wish I could go now Praying I could go Don't be left behind Why did I listen? Hey! Justin! Justin! And toys are in the hallway I should have read Her my Bible is in the driveway I went to church. She said this would happen someday I can't believe they're all gone. Where's my family? The rapture. Where's my friends? What am I going to do now? What am I going to do now? I should have accepted Jesus as my personal Lord. Rapture has happened. God's called his people home. See y'all in heaven. Somebody give God a praise. Amen. Amen. Come on, stand up and give God a praise. Amen. Be seated. That's how it will happen, brothers and sisters. Let them back in, Brother Richard. Tell them to come on in. Let them actors come in. Thank God for their help this morning. They were amazing. Come on in, guys. Grab a seat. The, I tell people all the time to stay ready to keep from getting ready. One of those were your family members that just left. That might have been your husband, your children, your wife. Don't play with God. Don't play with God. Get serious about your personal relationship with Him this morning. Come on, somebody. Hear me this morning. Come on back in quickly, guys. I, I want to tell you, God laid that message on my heart about the rapture. And, and, and God just lines up things so perfect. How many believe me this morning? 
How many hear me this morning? When he calls and he gets ready, brother, I'm ready. I don't care where I'm at or what I'm doing. When he's ready, I'm ready. Welcome our actors back in one more time. I... Amen. Open your Bible if you have one to Matthew 24. Turn me up just a little bit, Brother Coop. Mike, somebody. Just a hair. Just a little bit. Testing one, two. Turn your mains up. Just a little bit. Matthew 24. Can I preach to you a minute about the rapture? God has laid it on my heart. And uh, what an incredible skit this morning. Uh, the guy who sung this song, his name is Jeff Bates. And he'll be joining us for our fall festival this year. I'm super excited about that. I'm super excited about that. And I just thank God for this very moment. And uh, don't be left behind, brothers. Sisters, we may not make it to the fall festival. We not, might not make it before church is over. Somebody hear me today? I, I, I want to turn my cross back on before I begin to preach. I'm trying not to preach with this cross off because I, I feel like I'm God's representative and I feel like it's my job as a not only a pastor but just as a man of God to tell other people about him. Let me say this to you this morning. I'm not trying to scare anybody. If this is your first time here, that's how real it will happen. And it'll be all of a sudden, and the Bible talks about this. Every word that I'm preaching to you this morning comes straight out of the Bible. When the rapture comes, there will be no time to change your mind. I did an altar call the other day and told some kids to meet Jesus, Brother Lyle, in the middle of the church. Did you know there were some kids that refused to go to the middle of the church? To meet Jesus. It broke my heart. It literally broke my heart. Because I told everybody else to close their eyes. And I think I was the only one that could see what was going on. But there were some that were just too tough. Or there were some that were just too cool. Or there were some that just weren't ready. Let me say this to you this morning. Get ready or not. Here he comes. Ready or not. Here he comes. And this might be your last opportunity. When the rapture comes, there will be no time to change your mind. The time to change your mind is now. Change your mind about sin. It is deadly to think that you can do whatever you want, live any way you want, act any old way you want to, and not have to suffer the consequences. Matthew 24, 36 says this. Got my Bible? Matthew 24, 36. But about that day... Or our, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. As it was in the day of Noah, so it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. For in the day before the flood, people will be eating and drinking, marrying and giving into marriage. Up to that day, Noah entered the ark, and they knew nothing about what would happen until the flood came and took them all away. That is how it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. Now pay attention. Two will be in the field. One will be taken and the other one will be left. Two, will, two women will be grinding with hand mill. One will be taken and the other will be left. Therefore, keep watch because you do not know on which day the Lord will come back. But understand this. If the owner of the house had known at the time of night the thief was coming, he would have kept watch 
and would not have let his house be broken into. So you, you say you, so you also must be ready because the Son of Man will come at an hour when you do not expect him to come. Jesus said nobody knows the day, nobody knows the hour. How many people get excited about New Year's? And Man, I, I like having New Year's celebration. I like to see what the New Year's going to hold. Sometimes I like to close down some years. Uh, 2010 was really rough on this old man. I was, like, I was glad to see 2010 go. Get up out of here. But there are those in the world today that think that they can predict when the end of the world is coming. How many knew that somebody said that uh, this would be a date, a year, that we would be gone, that the earth would perish, and that no living creature would be on it? And then that day come, and that day left, and we were still here. Because of the Bible, and the Bible is real, and he says that nobody knows the day, nobody knows the hour, not even Jesus knows. 1 Thessalonians 4.16 says this, For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel, and the trumpet of God will call, and the dead in Christ will rise first. After that, we who are still alive and are left, be called up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. Also will be the Lord, we will be with the Lord forever. Therefore, encourage one another to get right with the Lord. Therefore, I encourage you this morning to get right with the Lord. He will return. You need to get that on your mind. There needs to be a healthy fear of God in America again. There needs to be a healthy fear of God in the church again. People come into church week after week, month after month. I love cowboy church. It's kind of come as you are. You can wear a hat, you can wear boots, you can wear work clothes, tennis shoes. You can wear, I preached on modesty, ladies, watch what you wear. And uh, that was a joke, but I thought it was funny. I was pretty serious about that too. But let me say this, come as you are, but leave changed. Come as you are, but leave changed. Tommy Wright told me with Bill Wright Construction, he had told me, he said, Brother Mark, the only problem I see with cowboy church is to come as you are. I said, well, what's the problem with that? He said, because they come as they are, and then they go back and they drink. They go back and they smoke. They go back and they act like a whoremonger. They go back and they act like the devil. There's no changing. I said, at my church, I preach come as you are, but leave changed. Leave changed. Touch somebody you didn't come with and tell them to leave changed. Behold. I am coming, Jesus said. Luke 21, 27 says, At that time they will see the Son of Man coming in the clouds with power and great glory. When these things begin to take place, stand up and lift your head because your redemption is drawing near. When you see, listen to me, you'll hear the trumpet, get ready. Because those clouds are going to part and the Lord's coming back on a great white horse for you and I. He says at that moment, Brother Larry, to lift your head and be ready to go. Woo! Here I come. Hallelujah. You know what? I'm going to say this to you this morning. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the light. Come follow me and do not walk in darkness. Let me say this. If you're left behind, there's going to be a lot of darkness. There's going to be a lot of days left that, that, that you're not going to want to be here, but you're going to be here and there's nothing you can do about it. I was watching Ink Masters, like this tattoo show, 
And, and you know what? One of the tattoos that they had to do, uh, I, I just watch crazy stuff like that. And, and, and one of the tattoos that they had to do was put a barcode on somebody. Man, just pour oil over me and light me up and let me go and be with my Lord and Savior before you put the mark of the beast on this body. You won't put any mark on me. I'm not talking about tattoos. I'm talking about a barcode. When that's the only way people are going to be able to survive is those who get stamped to be able to get food, to be able to get clothed, to be able to get shelter. But I don't have to worry about that, and you don't have to worry about that if you're born again. You will not see the rapture if you are a born-again believer in Jesus Christ. You won't see it. You'll be gone. You won't have to worry about it. You'll be on streets of glory. You'll be happy. You'll be celebrating. You'll see your family. You'll see your friends. You'll be super excited. Man, my ranch is over there. My cows are over there. My horses are over there. My wife's over there. My kids are over there. My friends are over there. I'll be super excited. I won't have to worry about any of that stuff. And neither will you if you're saved. But if you're not saved this morning, start worrying. Start worrying. Because we might not make it out of church today. God says that nobody knows the hour. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Come follow me and I will not walk in darkness. Last week, some friends of mine from church, some brothers and sisters, they decided to go eat lunch at Luby's. And they didn't invite me. I don't like them very much. I had to call and invite myself. I said, what are y'all doing for lunch? They said, oh, we're going to Luby's. There's a bunch of us. Y'all didn't invite the pastor? No, but you can come if you want to. I took that invite. You better not come because we're going to stand around and talk about you. No, they didn't do that. But I told them, I said, okay. I said, uh, I, I, I'm going to come over there and go to Luby's. And I asked the boys, I said, y'all want to go to Luby's? They said, yeah. And I asked Mary, I said, y'all want to go to Luby's? She said, nah. She's always against me. People pray for me. <laughs> Can you turn me up a little bit? I feel like I'm yelling. Turn turn up these front mains just a minute. So I, uh, I, I, we decided to go to La Casitas. And I called up Vicky and Gus. And they met us over at La Casitas. And, man, we had the time of our life. We ate lunch. I was surrounded by some good people that wanted to be with me, whoever you were that didn't invite me to Luby's last week. You know who you are. But ever since that day, I was hungry for Luby's. I was like, man, I want to go to Luby's. I want to go to Luby's. I want to go to Luby's. Well, I was by myself again. Nobody wanted to eat with me again on Tuesday. I find this to be a pattern nowadays since I've become a preacher. So I, I decided that I would go to Luby's for lunch and and get a haircut and I, I wanted to go to Luby's and so I went to Luby's for lunch and and let me say this poor people can't go to Luby's because this man almost got broke going to Luby's that is an expensive place for lunch it cost me $15.83 for lunch and I said is anybody really with me Lord are we eating for two here today what in the world is going on here at Luby's but I was craving Luby's and I went on over to Luby's and sat down it was Tuesday afternoon and I sat down and there was two guys and about four or five kids sitting at a table next to me I didn't think nothing about it the ball game was on I felt like I was at Chili's but no I was at Luby's and they had a TV now and I was sitting there and the ball game was on I got my food and I was uh, looking at my price and I was like wow would somebody get that for me uh thank you baby I was looking at the price and and uh uh 
I sat down and I, I looked at my food and I bowed my head to pray. Did you know I pray over every meal that I eat? Breakfast including. Sometimes I pray when I get ice cream. Sometimes I'll go get some Little Debbie's and I'll be like, Hey, Lord, thank you, Jesus, for these Little Debbie's. But I was at Luby's. I was craving Luby's. And I wanted to get something to eat. And so I sat down and I took my cowboy hat off. And I bowed my head to pray. And there was a man, two men, and five kids sitting next to me. I didn't think nothing about it, so I just bowed my head to pray. And I said, Lord, thank you for this food, Lord, and thank you for allowing me to have enough money to pay for this expensive food, Lord. And I said, Lord, thank you for every person that's going to be in church Sunday. And Father, I pray at church Sunday that they would get saved and not leave out of here and not know you as their personal Lord and Savior. And I said, Lord, if there's anybody that, that you'd like me to witness to today, Father, just let me, let me witness to them. Let me be courageous. Let me be bold. Let me not worry about what they think of me. So I said, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. I prayed that prayer, and I started to fix my plate and stuff, and I heard the man tell the other man. He said, that's what we need to do. We need to start being thankful for our stuff. I mean, they were sitting, like, close enough to me and Chris, and, and they were like, that's what we need to do. And there was five kids around, and he said, we need to be thankful. Well, being the person that I am, I've never met a stranger, I, I looked at him and smiled, and I said, you know what? God is the source of everything, and... And I'm just thankful that, uh, that he provides so that I can do these things and everything I need to do. And he said to me, he said, me too. And I've been telling him, we need to find a new church. We need to find a good church. I said, well, I know where a real good church is. And, and I said, I know where a real good church is. And I said, it's Caney Creek Cowboy Church. It's come as you are. And he slapped the guy on the arm and said, see, we need to be going to a cowboy church. I said, man, that's awesome. I said, uh, I said man, where y'all from? He said, man, we live over here in Kingwood. I said, it's not too far for you to drive. Y'all come. And I heard something that I hadn't heard in a long time. I heard him say, hey, honey, I told you we need to be thankful. And all of a sudden, this big dumb cowboy started putting two and two together. I heard the lift in his voice at that very moment. I had heard the, the, the lift in his voice. And I looked at him again, Miss Vicky, and he was very well manicured and very well groomed. And all of a sudden, now don't laugh. All of a sudden, because those people need Jesus just as much as you need Jesus. Listen to me. I'm going to tell you a story, and I want you to hang on because this could be you because your sin is no different than their sin. So I was sitting there, and I heard the, the lisp in his voice, and, and, and I started getting a little nervous. Cause I'm going to tell you something. I, I, I'm not anti-gay. I'm anti-sin. I'm not anti-gay. I'm anti-sin. And, 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 and so I, I started putting two and two together, and I heard him say, honey. And I said, oh, so uh, uh, y'all want to come? And, and I said, we'd love to have you guys. And, and he said, honey. And I said, wow. I said, uh, is this your family? He said, yeah, we've adopted these kids. These are our kids. 
uh, this is John, this is Paul, this is Peter, this is, this is Mark, and this is Luke. And, and I said, man, these are great-looking kids. And he's like, yeah. And then he started telling me about how he has to juggle his time because they got to run them to soccer and they got to run them to baseball. And the, and the other guy, the one he called Honey, he didn't say much. He was, he was kind of a little more quieter than the other guy. But the other guy, I looked at him, he was a handsome fella. I mean, his hair was perfect. He had a nice tan, well-bit, great smile. And I was thinking, dude, you have so much to offer a woman. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm just saying, in my, in my cowboy way, I was saying, dude, you have so much to offer. And, uh, and I had to check myself. I said, uh, well, y'all come join us sometimes. We would love to have y'all in church. They may be here this morning. I don't know. This is a message that God told me to preach, so I preach what he tells me to preach. Whether you live that lifestyle or you live another lifestyle that's not pleasing to God, maybe you're shacking up with somebody, maybe you're drinking, maybe you're drunk, maybe you have a drug problem. I, I, I preach whatever God tells me to preach, and if it steps on your toes, I'm sorry. It's him stepping on your toes. Don't shoot the messenger. Listen to the messenger, and things might change for a better way in your life. I don't know who I'm talking to this morning, but I'm just telling you what he told me to tell you this morning. So I'm standing there, and, I, and I'm eating real fast at this time because I'm a little nervous. And, and God says, give them a card. And I was like, oh, Lord, okay. So I give them a card, and I say, man, I, I said, I, thank you all for coming. I know he didn't tell me to pay their food because I didn't have no more money. God, I didn't give Luby's all my money. And so I, I handed them a card, and I invited them to church. And I thought to myself, See, no matter if it's homosexuality, lying, cheating, judging, unforgiveness in your heart, those things are going to keep you from the rapture. Those things are going to keep you. Maybe you're a racist this morning. You better learn to love people or you're never going to be able to go there. Maybe somebody's hurt you and you can't find it in your heart to forgive them. Forgive them this morning. You see, homosexuality, no matter how you dress it up or try to force society to accept it as normal, the Bible is very clear what God says about homosexuality. In his eyes, it is an abomination, and God doesn't change his mind. So no matter how many times they play it on MTV, how many times you kids watch it on all these little programs you watch it, how many times we have to look at it in our government leaders, how many times we have to look at it now in our school officials who teach our kids, it is still an abomination to God. It is still not right. I don't know who I'm talking to or who God's talking to, but I studied this man, and as he talked to his family as common as the case with most gay men, he was very handsome. And, and I was thinking to myself, man, it struck me that he was desiring to be my friend. He was reaching out to Mark Grimes to be his friend. And you know what? I said to myself when I left there, God, you're a friend to me. Let me be a friend to others no matter where they're at or what they're doing, because the rapture is coming. And I said, Lord, that man don't know the hour. He was wanting to be my friend. I don't know if he wanted to be my friend, but he was reaching out. He was kind of the kind of person that would never meet a stranger. And I took that opportunity to give him my card and hope that he would come to church this morning. And I pray to God that he is sitting amongst you this morning with his family. 
I won't know till I go to the back door and shake hands. But I can tell you this. He was saying things. Watch this. Now I'm going to really step on your toes. He was saying things like, please accept me. Just like so many people do that murder other people, that lie to other people, that drug and abuse and break into homes. They're saying, just please accept me. I'm all right. Please accept me. Please accept me. Let me say this. You've got to get right down here before you can get up there. Does anybody hear me this morning? You have to be right down here before you can get up there. Again, my heart just broke. And I literally had to look away because of tears in my eyes. Not because of the macho man in me. Not because it's funny. Not because I used to make fun of gay people. No, the man of God had to look away because I not only saw a man that was dying and going to hell, I saw kids that were dying and going to hell. I saw another man dying and going to hell. And I thought to myself, if somebody don't stand up and say something, nobody will. Christians, you've been too quiet too long. Brothers and sisters, you've been too quiet too long. Now I'm not telling you to go out and be homophobic and, and chase everybody down. I'm telling you to go out and love everybody the way that Jesus loved you when you were still sinning in this world. I don't know what he did for a living, but he was well-spoken. He was obviously intelligent. I have no doubt that they were not able to provide for those five kids. I have no doubt that they were probably... Those kids were in a good spot to be provided for. And I thought about this, about this, and, and it spoke to me again that maybe it's okay, maybe it's not okay, but when you look at what the Bible says, okay, I learned to know that that is not okay because that is not how God intended for a marriage to be. It is intended to be one man and one woman. So it is not okay. And, I was, and we got to get to that point, BJ, where we say, hey, sin is not okay in my life. It's not okay in my house. It's not okay if you bring it over. It's not okay if you do it and try to force it down my throat, teenagers. It's not okay if everybody else is smoking dope this year. You stand up and be different. You be courageous. Because marijuana will lead to methamphetamines, to crack, to prison, to death. I don't know who I'm preaching to, but I'm preaching this morning. Listen to me. He sounded like a normal dad, except he wasn't. Because God intended for a normal family to be one man and one woman. Would those kids be better off living in an orphanage, hustling around between foster families, or living in an unnatural situation with two homosexuals? I honestly don't know the answer to that. But God does know the answer. He looked happy. He looked happy. He looked happy. But he was headed straight to hell. Some of y'all look happy with the sins you're doing today, but you're headed straight to hell. Some of y'all look so happy and content with having one foot in with the Lord and one foot out. Let me say this. Lukewarmness is a dangerous thing. Because he's coming back. He looked like he was just happy. They looked like they had it all together. Apparently he was successful. It seemed like, man, all was good. Except for he was headed straight to hell. And I was headed to heaven. And I thought, it's my job to be a friend. And it's your job. 
to tell other people that Jesus loves them. I wanted so much right then, I'm done. I wanted so much right then to sit with him and explain this to him. But of course, it wasn't the right time. It wasn't the right place. And he probably wouldn't have accepted it in the right way. I wanted to shake him and urgently warn him of this judgment that was coming to hit this earth. And people just like him, even in different areas, not maybe with homosexuality, but maybe as a drunk, maybe as an alcoholic, maybe as an abusive person, maybe as somebody who is hateful in nature, who is thumbing their nose at the holy God and his statue today. See, he has a list of rules that we're supposed to follow. And he's got a protocol how he wants things done. See, if you sin, see, I'm not standing here perfect. Get that out of your mind. But I do perfectly ask him to forgive me of my sins. See, I, I didn't want to, I, I, in my spirit I wanted to shake him and urge him and warn him of the judgment that's soon to hit this earth and people like him who are thumbing their nose at the holy God and his statues. I wanted to explain to him how the same God loved him and desperately wanted a relationship with him. When I told those teenagers to meet the Lord in the center of the room, I wanted so much to shake them and say, Dude, don't be so tough right now. Dude, don't be so Billy Bad Butt right now. I said, Go meet God in the room because He's standing there. You know what? You know what the Lord would have done? He would have moved all those people that was already saved and, and stood there waiting on the one to come in. And He would have rejoiced. More over the one coming in than all the ones that surrounded him at that moment. I wanted to explain to this man how the same God loved him and so desperately wanted to keep him from condemnation, from going to hell, that he laid his life down for every one of us, his very life, and he spilled his perfect, precious, priceless blood to buy our souls and to keep us from hell. I wanted him to know it was obvious to me that he was a good person. But good people don't go to heaven. Saved people go to heaven. I wanted so much to give him a hug, wrap my arms around him, and tell him, change your ways before it's too late. But that wasn't the place or the time for that conversation. And it was obvious that he was happy with his choices. It was obvious that he wouldn't have took what I was trying to say to heart at that very moment. So I just planted a seed. Caney Creek Cowboy Church, we are thankful bunch. Come as you are, but leave change. In the eyes of the world, what's to knock about that? In the eyes of the world, that's acceptable behavior. In the eyes of MTV and, and the real life of this and Big Brother of that, that lifestyle and all that other stuff that you see on television is acceptable to the world. You know how I know that? Because it was acceptable behavior to me before it was Christ, before Christ entered into my heart. God showed me a different way. And he'll show you that way too. What's so wrong with two people joining together and giving a happy, stable home 
to five kids, even if they are the same sex. We've been relentlessly pounded upside the head for so long with that demand that it's acceptable, it's acceptable, it's acceptable. It sometimes seems petty to waste a perfectly good love moment to continue to speak out against homosexuality and sin. And yet we as Christians must. We as Christians must speak out against sin. We must be bold. We must be courageous. We must tackle the hard issues that nobody else wants to tackle. Not for us, but for them. That was my position that day. Plant a seed. Let's see if it harvests. We cannot begin to give a little here and give a little there when confronting adultery or unmarried couples living together or a drug addict or a drunk or a liar or a thief or a murderer or a slanderer or a gossiper. Even if you're just a gossiper, you're playing with fire. We can't turn away and turn our nose up to people and say, well, if I don't do something, maybe somebody else will. Let this be your cry today to do God's work. I don't know who got up and left. I was just asking people to help me this morning. But how did it feel for you to get left behind when the rapture come this morning? It probably didn't feel good. You know why I know? Because I saw people wiping tears. They felt the loneliness, the same loneliness I felt right here when I was doing this skit. Mary, Justin, where are you? Dalton, where'd you go? I don't want to be left behind. And I don't want none of you left behind. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Let's seal this deal this morning. I don't know about you, but I get weary. Listen to me. I, I, I want to say this to you. I don't know about you. Maybe some of my leaders will understand what I'm trying to say today. I don't know about you, but I get weary of being the Bible-thumping freak, the holy roller. The guy that always has to say something about the Bible or the guy that always has to say something about sin. I, I, I don't know about you, but I get weary of doing that. My life would be so much easier and so much more pleasant to give away to the crumbling society and to keep my mouth shut and to shove my face away from things and not say anything. But I made my mind up, Mary, that I can't. I made my mind up I cannot not say anything because I say something and it changes people's lives. I do things like this skit and I have others help me and it changes people's lives. I beg people to tithe. I pray in my name of Jesus every week that we have enough to do one more service because I can't not to do it. I'm begging for you today to give your life to Jesus. I don't know where you are, what's happened to you, but I don't want to leave you out of the rapture. Hear me this morning. I'm not perfect. I am not perfect either. I have to repent every single day for the stupid things I say, the stupid things I do, the stupid stuff that I'm not even aware offends God sometimes until the Holy Spirit tells me I've just offended God. And I have to repent right there for my thoughts for the way that I act sometimes. Heaven knows I need the cross. How about you this morning? Do you need the cross? I turned the light on for you this morning. If you're here today and you've never prayed and asked Jesus into your heart, I don't want you to shake this moment off just like 
any other Sunday we've had. I want you to pray and receive Christ into your heart. Maybe you did as a child. Maybe you did at a lock-in. Maybe you did it as a young adult. Maybe you did it when times were bad, but you really didn't mean it. It's had no effect on who you are or the way you do things. Let this rapture message warn you. Warn you of the things to come. But prepare you also for this very hour. If you're here today and you've never accepted Jesus Christ into your personal heart, I want you to do that with me right now. Pray with me right now. Just say, Lord, pray with me. Don't worry about anybody else. Pray with me right now. Settle this for you. If you're not sure if you died today, you'd go to heaven, settle this for you right now. Maybe you prayed it and it didn't mean anything, but you want to pray it again. You want to be right. You want to make sure your name's written in the Lamb's book of life. Pray with me right now. Just say, Lord, forgive me of my sins. Come into my heart and save me. Today I make you my personal Lord and Savior. I'm going to live for you from this day forward. I'm going to serve you. Pray that with me. I am going to serve you with all my heart. I believe in you. I believe you died on the cross, and I believe that you rose from the grave. Come into my heart and live. Say that with me. Come into my heart and live. If you prayed that for the first time, would you let me see your hands? Every head bowed and right close. Slip your hand up if you prayed that and you meant it today. Don't be ashamed. No, thank you, 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 thank you again, thank you. Don't be ashamed. Raise your hand. I don't want to leave you behind. Thank you, young man. Praise God for you. Oh, God bless you. Bless you and you and you. Lord, I thank you for these this morning. They caught the one-way trip to be with you in heaven. If you're here today and you need to rededicate your life to the Lord, Maybe you're that Christian that's got one foot in and one foot out. Maybe you wish you'd have been here at the lock-in, but maybe you couldn't because you had some kind of excuse. Maybe you want to help at vacation Bible school, but you don't think that you're equipped. God don't call the equipped. He equips the ones he calls. He will get you fired off your job to do something great for him. <laughs> He'll move you three hours away, four hours away from your hometown. He'll move you overseas. If you're here today and you want to be in God's work, you want to rededicate your life to Him, you're going to serve Him, you're going to say, Church, I'm with you on this building project. Church, I'm right behind you. I'm following this brother that gave the $2,500. I'm following Miss Schiffer. I'm following getting this building up and seeing other people come to know Jesus. I'm with this church. I'm rededicating my life to the Lord today. If you're doing that, would you raise your hand? Let me see. Amen, amen, amen. Don't be ashamed. The Bible says if you're ashamed of me, I'll be ashamed of you in front of my Father. Amen. Together we can do it. Lord, I pray for this service. I thank you for this time together. Watch over us and guys and lead us back into our spot tonight. In Jesus' holy name, amen. Somebody give God a praise. <laughs>